So is there anyone you're jealous of because you're so successful? Do you still find yourself like n- unable to stay in your lane sometimes or comparing yourself to other people around you? Oh, yeah. You? I mean, I'm, I, f- I feel like I am jealous of every other director out here that's actually getting a feature <laughs> film done. <laughs> like, Anytime anybody on. gets a job. I'm, I'm jealous of like major directors that I know already have 40 years ahead of me. I mean, like, you know, of experience on me, but I'm still like, oh, they got Fuck, a film done yeah. and I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, what am I? I'm trash. Right. Yeah, it's like you're in your like, hotel this room. This is James Cameron and I'm trash. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm Cameron. I, I, I find myself often being like, fuck you, Sophia Coppola. <laughs> like, you know, like we have anything we're ever going to meet. You know? <laughs> it's like line in 30 Rock where it's like somewhere, a movie about nothing or yeah. something or nowhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, we're rolling. It's the honest pursuit of a dishonest living. Don't hug me. Don't touch me. I don't know you. We just want to know is like, do you like yourself? This place is the fucking worst. How many times can I be rejected? You mean like in a day or in one fucking (laughs) phone call? No one here is fine. I'm going to add that to the list. Yeah, add it to the list. We're back. It's Garbage Town. Great. A podcast for the Hollywood unelite. <laughs> and we're here with Sade Lamar Smith. Um, uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. I, I feel like you're like the biggest, like the big timer we know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you like work for celebrity and you're like kind of doing what you meant to do. Um, this is actually just a trick to get a meeting with you. Yeah. <laughs> We've got are, some ideas. Are you buying anything? <laughs> I wish. Um, <laughs> this is going to be great. I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> my notebook. Um, well, we're yeah. excited to have you. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you and Sarah Jean know each other? Well, I know Sarah Jean from film school. Uh, we've been... Wait, how long has this been? Oh my god, 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And we were and we worked on our uh, my first project. Were you in my group? Were you we were, s- yeah. We, yeah. Were, we were... What was it? Uh, Silk... Yeah, actually, that's my second one. Let's not uh, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It, it's my child that I love, but it's in the corner somewhere. Yeah, never to be seen again. <laughs> he ran we, away, and you didn't look for right. it. <laughs> that, yes. that child? Sarah Jean and I made a short called American History, and oh, Ryan was God. clearing off drives, and he was like, "Do you want this?" I was like, "No one, wants <laughs> no one wants it. Never no finished it. This. Like never." Oh my God! For years, I just was like, "I don't know where it is," and then when it resurfaced, I was like, "I don't know what that is." You thought you go, "I don't want to know where that is." <laughs> yes. Oh my God! Yes. Uh, oh, um, so you know each other from film school, yes. which is where I also yeah. kind of know you. Mm-hmm. I think I met you through Sarah Jean and Ryan. Yeah, because we were all in the Franco class together. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. So dark. <laughs> you know, one of the things that uh, I really loved about Sade in film school is you were one of the only directors and writer, director writer who would um, deal with sex scenes because the rest of us were such like Midwest about it. <laughs> Midwestern, like <laughs> deeply, deeply, like uh, Christian values, yeah. like turn away from the scene. Yeah, yeah I always like doing sex scenes, <laughs> and um, they were always for some reason. And I always delved. I felt like earlier in my early work, I always want to delve towards the cheesiness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I always thought that people were really attracted to those things, and I say, like, you know, let me go for it. And I always brought it. You know, I don't know if you ever remember. 
but they were always asking to like bring in films in class. Yeah. And I always brought in set it off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the best thing about it. It didn't matter what class it was or what we were studying. You always brought in set it off. And it'd be like, today we're doing, you know, what's a good audio example? It's like set it off. I think I think I actually saw set it off out of order because of all the clips you brought in. Which, yes. by the way, great movie. Um, it is a fantastic movie. Yeah. I kind of feel that, though, because like in the writing classes, people would be like, I don't know, did you want to lay this poem to Thomas Anderson? I was like, Nicolas Cage, <laughs> national treasure. And people used to get so pissed. And I'd be like, they'd be like, there's got to be something else. And I'd be like, there is. It's called Tombstone. It's got Val Kilmer and Kurt Russell, and it's a perfect film. So Exactly. I think I... I purposely did that especially because of the other pretentious film students that we had around. Oh, I can't. And they're bringing all kinds of films I did not know. The Red, White, and Blue Russian trilogy about... I can't. (laughs) First off, it's French. It's not (laughs) Russian. Sorry. It's very... It's very upsetting. And so uh, I was I was like, I'm gonna bring in set it off for yep. black women robbing a bank. Yep. That's so much better than like the person who brings in Roma. Right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody wants that. Oh my god. So my roommate TJ has been building up now for about two weeks to watching Roma because he doesn't want to but he knows he he should Mm. and it's like every every day he's like is I think today's the day I'm gonna watch Roma I think I think I'm gonna do it today and then it gets to be like evening and he's like you know what I just I'm I think I'm gonna study Spanish (laughs) (laughs) I literally thought the trailer was a parody I was like oh this is a parody Uh of like you know, like a classic short film, like that. Slum Children yeah. movie. And I then could... I was like, oh, fuck, this is three hours. It's a real movie. It's a real movie. Mm. I can't. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, Give I me Fire Fest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> yes. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the film with, with um, Sandra Bullock and Trevante Rhodes? It's on Netflix. Bird Box. Uh, oh, oh, that Bird was Box. good. <laughs> <laughs> These are the films everybody's watching. <laughs> Sarah Jean, yeah. you watch The Magicians. Oh, my God. I love The Magicians. I decided this morning it's the best show on television. <laughs> I, that's a heady statement. That's a heady statement. It, it is. I could talk about it for hours. It I love baffling. her recaps. Oh. Yeah. She'll just be like, and then so-and-so's arm is missing, but then he gets stuck. And what was it? A... A uh, Russian dance pocket, oh wait, a pocket universe. A pocket universe, a party pocket universe. Right, party. Where pocket. everybody has to sing and party or they're attacked by drones. Oh. oh. Not real drones, like pe- <laughs> people who are like drones, not drone so, drones. So, Sade, the magicians already did it. Yeah. You can't, you'll have to put oh, yes. your short film aside. Dude, they are snorting like fairy bones. Like, this shit is just like crazy. I love it. Wait, wait, wait. where's magicians on? Oh, sci-fi. <laughs> It is on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Nobody is watching the Sci-Fi Channel. Nobody wants yeah. the magician. Like, where's, where's that at? I'm like, I, what? I, I, Where do I get this? I want to work. <laughs> I want to work for them so bad. It's like, yeah, I can't even. All, All right, so Shade, tell us about yourself. Okay. Tell, we got your bio. Yes. Without reading it aloud, mm-hmm. a little recap. Oh, one thing about the Franco class. I remember what the, my first introduction to you. He was talking about casting our short films. This is like back in 2012 or 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, and, uh, you know, Sade's film will have Kristen Wiig and uh, Jimmy Kimmel, right? And you go, your hand goes up and you go, who's Kristen Wiig? (laughs) (laughs) And everybody goes, oh. I was, I was like, like, look, I don't watch is? SNL. Who it is? Yeah. I watched yeah. Set It Off. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. She's not in Set It Off. I, I'm right. unfamiliar with her work. I'm unfamiliar with her canon. What is... Uh... Right. And then it took me a while. Then I was like, okay, cool. Like, oh, and then I, it didn't take me until... Maybe I, it was like maybe two years later. 
after I had already worked with her that I saw Bridesmaids and I was like, this shit is amazing. It's so fucking hilarious, <laughs> right? But I think it's also amazing. because like I'm not necessarily drawn to watching comedies like yeah, yeah. from the get-go. So it's kind of like when, my, when I wanted to see, I didn't want to see Mean Girls originally. Mm-hmm. My friend yeah. dragged me to see it and then I was like, this, this is, is amazing. Great, right? Yeah, but I'm just never like a person that goes to the theater to, period or mm-hmm. and then to go ahead and watch comedies because always some of the comedies mm-hmm. are never going to be good yeah you're not wrong okay. Most of them, they are not good, <laughs> are not good. Yeah. all right so tell us a little bit about yourself so yes. you're you're a director yes so I'm a, a director. little bit of an influencer yeah. <laughs> yeah. an insta model insta model I I went to um film school um with you guys and then I graduated um ended up uh, working as a receptionist for Will I Am. Mm-hmm. And then after a year of being a receptionist, I became a video director for Will I Am. That is quite uh, a leap, by yeah. the way. <laughs> that is some upward mobility. Uh, I mean, why did I intern there? <laughs> yeah, way to go, Will I Am. <laughs> Will I Am promotes Will I Am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, they definitely needed a video director at the time and somebody that was kind of scrappy and you had to work from the bottom up. Um, and that was pretty much me. I mean, after going through film school mm-hmm. with Sarah Jean, we knew yeah. how to do all that stuff by ourselves yeah. and mm-hmm. for, low, for very little money. So, And that's how I, pretty, how I pretty much became a video director for Well I Am. Um, what was your first video? Uh, the first video I did, it was called Grab Him by the Pussy. Yes. yes. <laughs> I really <laughs> liked that video, by the way. It was yeah. a good video. I, uh, Will was really over um, our current president at the time. Mm-hmm. And he... Oh, just Will? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just oh. at that time? <laughs> I'm trying to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so so yeah, I think everybody was pretty much over... Well. Everybody in our media circle um, yeah. was was really over it at the time, and so Will decided to make this video. He threw it together like literally um, within. He threw it together probably within a day. He hit me up and he's like, "We're gonna shoot this. We're gonna shoot it tonight." And he, he got another influencer. <laughs> That's the <laughs> thing about being a director; they don't tell you. You got to be ready at a moment's notice, like Batman. Especially when you're prep a- is a myth. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you want this or not? <laughs> Especially when you're a director and you're working in with musicians, because mm-hmm. musicians are they make stuff at the spur of the moment. Yeah. Unlike us, we take a lot more planning and stuff. Oh, so we like a good, good three years to right. ruminate on yeah. the arcs. Dude, have you guys ever themes? Have you ever thrown a dinner party with musicians? <laughs> no. It is infuriating. <laughs> like God bless them, I love them, but they're just like it's like they're jamming. You know, they're like yes. they like start something and then they wander off and mm-hmm. they do something else, and mm-hmm. it's like everything in their lives yeah i can see that yeah, yeah. i can definitely see that because that's how um it, it is when i'm when i'm doing music videos a lot of times yeah and so that was the first video that that i did with him um we got this other influencer her name is leanne v to be in it and it, you know it, it did moderately well you know people were kind of went in on will for not supporting trump and then those fans <laughs> ended up voting for trump oh. i mean <laughs> those people that were against it ended up yeah. actually yeah Pushing this whole troll thing commenters. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's who I want to talk to. Right. So yeah, so um, that's what happened there, and then from there on, um, Will dropped his. I was working with one of Will's artists, India Love. Uh-huh. Um, started doing music videos for her, and then Will just released an album last year, and I started doing a lot of music videos on that album. And so I, th- I just think that um, right now because. We're out of the age of MTV mm-hmm. and things like that, and music videos aren't what they used to be. Yeah. But also, the cost of production has kind of dropped. Um, so people, I think musicians, they're expecting to create more music videos to get their stuff out there, but it's still very, it's a 
different kind of space. Things are much more competitive when it comes to right. music videos mm-hmm. nowadays. And my job is just to make sure that I keep the music videos going. Mm-hmm. Just keep shooting. Just keep shooting. Mm-hmm. So how many have you done for him now? You're still working for him. Yeah, I'm still working mm-hmm. for him. So what uh, I did. So last year was a very busy year. I did three or four music videos for India Love, six music videos for Will. So yeah, those I think it was about ten music videos last year. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So and I Do don't you see need it slowing. An intern? <laughs> yeah. Are you a receptionist? A receptionist, perhaps? Yeah. Are you looking? Or? I think they stopped asking me for my recommendations for reception. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. Like, yeah, I think it's because like yeah, they're definitely like oh, people just come in and move on up. Yeah. <laughs> so Why like, do we keep promoting here? Right. As well. <laughs> Seems like none of these receptionists want to be receptionists. <laughs> it's very so weird. Strange. It's, I don't know. It's Looking, out there. Now the world knows. Right. You know, passionate receptionist you who just want to find someone who wants to take calls. But that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's like I left, I left film school and everybody's, I mean, some people that I'm talking to are like, oh, you graduated film school. You're making, you know, like, and yeah. you spent all this money. You should be working at a six-figure job. You should be working. What at, the fuck? Right. Yeah. Who's also, who's telling? Like, Look, like, who's, yeah. people, people that not don't here. know the industry yeah. Uh, yeah. at the moment. And they were like, um, you should probably be um, working on set or at a studio or doing things like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, no, I, I'm an, I've been an actor before. I knew mm-hmm. how this thing yeah. works, especially mm-hmm. when you're creating your own work. You, just, you actually need time more than anything yeah. to create the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't need to be tied down to a job because I did that in New York City when I was acting. I was working multiple different jobs, couldn't hit up certain auditions, couldn't go to certain regional shows yeah. and things like that because I had jobs. So I was like, I need to find something that's going to give me enough time to get writing done and yeah. the receptionist was perfect yeah <laughs> you sat there no, in and out and, in, and when they're not coming in i'm writing yeah <laughs> you know and i'm getting my work done and i'm planning and doing a lot of that and then it just so happened that um that being receptionist got me that job with with will but i think either way like doing jobs like receptionist work or stuff that gives you that time is really really yeah time is money yeah right it's also, i mean i don't think people <coughs> fully realize how much energy goes into set stuff yes. especially if you're not yeah. doing what you want to yes. do i mean it's it's all encompassing and at the end of the day you do not want to do anything else with right. film after right. Right. after working on projects or mm-hmm. commercials or any of that well and how many people do you know it's that classic conundrum of like you have a job so that you can get your dream job right so mm-hmm. like you're you're you have a daytime job that takes up all that time and you're doing it in order you so you can go home at night and do your writing but right. then you're exhausted exactly how the fuck do you do that right it's it's and it's like 15 years of your life or however long it's going to be before you break. Mm -hmm. Right. It's really, really hard. Exactly. Especially because once I transitioned to becoming a director, uh, for will, it started kind of being like that. You know, I, um, uh, a lot of my time was focused on creating the work there. And I think this year I tried to, I'm starting to make more plans, uh, so that I can carve out that time in my life to create my own work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, now is this what you pictured yourself doing when you left film school? No. No. <laughs> what did you? What did I you didn't imagine doing music videos or this even happening so quickly. Yeah. Um, I imagine just continuing to be receptionist and making like little art projects mm-hmm. and stuff on yeah, the side for myself. Yeah. 
And um, but then I realized it all kind of lined up. I do like I'm not even gonna lie. I like suburban culture. I like looking cute. I like yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all kinds of like line. I love music. I like hip hop music. Yeah. yeah. Um. So everything kind like of like weirdly aligned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also, aligned. I mean, in addition to being an actor, you were a dancer yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So music video. And you grew up in Miami, yes. which I think gives you like <laughs> yes. a lot more yes. Yes. A lot more cred than Duluth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And growing up, music video culture was really big. Miami was the place to shoot music videos. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was. It, it all kind of like ended up working out. But I think that's also a lot, about, a lot about. I was talking to somebody about it yesterday. It's about letting go of the ego. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. just saying that I'm willing to let go of that ego, and I'm willing to just kind of let whatever happened happen. I don't mm-hmm. need to be here. What I know, I don't need to be there. What I need to do is just yeah. focus on my work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. How do you like kind of navigate working with musical talent? Because I have to think that they have a image that they care about, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something they have to protect and, and promote and curate. Mm-hmm. And so how do you go into that with that, with like your ideas and their ideas and sort of navigating how to get stuff done? Well, for me, um, I approach it first from like, Music is very closely aligned to fashion. Like the mm-hmm. music and fashion industry are very close. I think even more than, say, f- uh, the film industry and fashion, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to approach, I mean, like, and I think a lot of them like flash and dazzle. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've learned a lot from that. Because I think in film school, it was like, yeah, we want to get um, really. It was about agony. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How can you capture <laughs> agony? <laughs> and now I'm going to have to think about how do I make the most beautiful attractive image right i'll be in agony (laughs) and then i'll create something that is flash and dazzle exactly yeah and so like it's a lot of that and you want to make um the artist feel secure that you're that you're going to capture them in the most beautiful light that that they possibly can or the most interesting light you know the thing that's going to capture everybody's attention and then i think at the same time um being open to their ideas too Mm -hmm. you know i think when it comes to um, music videos uh, the artist has a very specific idea in their head about how they want the music kind of portrayed. And I think it's for us as directors to get into that, sure. understand mm-hmm. that even, and even though you may not like their vision or what they're trying to do, figure out how you can flesh their vision out to make it better than what they've actually given, you know, but better than what they've actually given to you. Mm-hmm. You're making it and you're doing a like 80% version of what you set out to do, right? Yes. I, I, I feel like I am, I'm making it. I feel like I'm doing uh, what I set out to do, but I'm fulfilled most when I'm making my own work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's where the fulfillment yeah. comes from. That's where I really get like, um, that that's what really drives me is to get my work done. I'm yeah. most fulfilled when I'm lying in a bed of cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But here's the thing. It's like, um, I think this Cause you're year, definitely successful. Yeah. And so I find that really interesting, but I think that people also, um, don't understand that you can be successful and not necessarily fulfilled. And I just, I don't want you to be too happy on this podcast. <laughs> we're really exploring here. We're just trying to make ourselves feel we better. We want to feel better. And right, right now, you're really making me feel... No, I'm kidding. But no, here's you know, I want to talk about like success yeah, versus yeah. fulfillment. A yeah, bit. I mean, and, and, and that's what my... I think this year is what I'm really focusing on, success versus fulfillment. Sure. It's like last year, I'm not even going to lie, I've done so much in my life that I never thought I'd be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I ended up going on tour at the end of the year. That's cool. Really amazing hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know like I've traveled last year I circumnavigated the globe for the first time in my life wow. that's awesome and most of it was due to having been on tour I had to visit um, 
nine different countries, 14 different cities, all in a matter of a month. Best country. And, uh, the best country? Mm-hmm. Hmm. This country I was on tour for. Well, it depends on what. Are you looking for the countries I went to on tour or the countries that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was a difference. There was a difference Excuse because me. I kind of ended up tying my tour life into my vacation life. I was uh, like, I'm already enough, over fair here. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, okay. let me swing it in. So I think when I was traveling on tour, one of the best countries that I went, well, I mean, one of the best cities, of course. I mean, for me, it's always Paris. Every time I go uh, to Paris, yeah. I love Paris. Yeah. I mean, and we had gone to uh, Zurich and other cities, but Paris is, is, is what I liked. Um, and then, but when I wasn't on tour, like the week after uh, when I was on vacation, um, I enjoyed Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. Went to the island of oh, Zanzibar, cool. yeah. And so that was um, amazing, really, really yeah. amazing. But with the, with all of that, also, you get to take vacation. <laughs> You're going to rub it in our face. <laughs> Excuse me. With all of that, I was yeah. not fulfilled. I wouldn't say that I was See? fulfilled. Yeah. I, ended, I ended off last year uh, quite depressed. And See, I, was... I wonder if there's like, I just keep thinking like there's this compulsion to like stay in Hollywood and this drive to be like, I'm so close to my dreams. Like if I just move like 20% or work 20% harder, I'm going to get there. Yeah. And so I, I just, I find that drive yeah. in both infuriating right. and like ingrained in my soul. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you on that. Like, there's so many times that I would like just sleep at night and say, you know, I wish I could be home. I wish I could be home. My family yeah. back in Miami, but there's like this drive that just says you got to stay here. You have yeah. to finish this. You got to get all this stuff. You're so done. close. You're so close. Right. Exactly. But are you? Is exactly. my question. <laughs> Do you see yourself like retiring in LA? Because I I go back and forth. I mean, a lot of times I'm like, I'm here for now, but like, there is a cabin in the woods somewhere with my name on it. But I mean, like, I don't do see yourself retiring. I think I've never seen myself retiring. Me neither. I like making art. I I just if if it's not necessarily like film, I'd be doing another form of art Mm -hmm. or something. It's just podcasting, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's just what I like to do. So I get that. I've never had a picture of myself in my life like. Oh, and at 50, this is what will happen. I think what will naturally happen is people, will, I will age myself out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> people will stop calling and then I'll yeah. just be making art on my own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it may be in upstate New York. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By that time, I'm hoping my like writing romance novel career will have taken over <laughs> yes. and, and nobody will care how old I am yeah. or if I'm in a cabin. Yeah. Right. Because I, I don't think that artists just stop making art. I just yeah. feel like they just transition to other to different versions of yeah, it different versions of it exactly you know what i've always found kind of interesting about you um is that you do say the word work mm. you know because yeah. not everybody does say the word work <laughs> yeah. you're like i gotta get my work done i'm doing this i'm, I'm making my work you know it's yeah. very much like grounded in that as opposed to people who are like you know my viral video that <laughs> shall make me famous you know yeah. and like don't actually have sort of like the kind yeah. of uh what's the word mm. like grounding sort of like no this is work it's all fucking work right. it's all work like, <laughs> well, I think none people of this from, is easy yeah like, i also think that people from la don't necessarily understand what work is it's different just a different kind of work right. mm-hmm. like when you say to somebody i'm going to my job and then i'm going home to do my work it's like well why aren't you doing your work at your job it's like no that's two separate kinds of work right. <laughs> and like i have to compartmentalize this right. and you have to understand that i work probably so much more than maybe you do at mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. right but it doesn't seem like it, it doesn't seem like it because it seems from the outside like when you gram that shit it looks yeah. fun right, right? Yeah. But it's like so much it's so work. much it's a lot of work and it can be very um difficult to get it done i think also coming from new york before this set me up a lot mm-hmm. yeah. just for even it's my different experience work ethic. yeah very different work ethic and 
uh, when I was acting, they were always like, are you doing your work? Are you mm-hmm. doing your homework? Are you like, when you're it's like, it's all about the work. When you're at dance class, are you do, doing your work? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So even now I've brought that with me to film and I'm like, am I doing my work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, we always have to make sure that we're constantly doing our work. Yeah. You know, the reason I bring all that stuff up about like being fulfilled versus success too, I think is that people need to understand that you're not like the reason we started this too, is you're not alone. Right. Like, everybody feels that way here. Mm-hmm. And it is this weird, like driving compulsion to think that you're next right mm-hmm. that this is it mm-hmm. you know and you want it to be it and sometimes mm-hmm. it is it but very often times it's not mm-hmm. right <laughs> well it's it's it till the next it it's right? A, yeah right. you know it's like you're striving for a job that you know will get you two more jobs right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you can do it again right yeah. which will hopefully get closer to a job that you're really excited about yeah you know? mm-hmm. right and survival oh, versus yeah. success or you have more mm-hmm. creative control over or mm-hmm. you know so it's it's yeah it's never done and it's never it's like the post office man yeah so yeah just more mail <laughs> every day well i, I think I'm, I'm i've been pretty optimistic about like you are really optimistic again way too optimistic <laughs> for this podcast <laughs> But I mean, trust me, it's like I, I've been trying to do a lot of work uh, between that last year and this year, trying to stay in a place of optimism because there are a lot of sure. times where I'm not there. Yeah. I literally started going um, into therapy this year mm-hmm. uh, because I just want to make sure that in order for me to reach the next level, I need to be mentally prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that I'm ne- necessarily mentally prepared for that. So I'm starting to like build these things, read mm-hmm. a lot more self-help books. One of my favorite books I'm reading now is, um, is, uh, Anna Davery Smith's, uh, letters to a young artist. And it's kind of oh, just yeah. reminding me just like about what it is to create art, right. you know, and the difficulties in creating art and stuff like that and making sure that I'm keeping those positive things around me because there are lots of times that things that very, very depressing, even with like all the great oh, stuff. Sure. Because it's like what motivates you in the times when it's the hardest, right? right? And you need to have you need to have something like mm-hmm. something deep inside your soul. Otherwise, it's really really hard right. to it's get up and go. Too, because there's one thing to deal with a lot of rejection, and I think like acting and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like one thing to deal with rejection. It's another thing to deal with nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's like the no one thing response. that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, because to me, it's like you get rejection and you have something to push back against. Well, at least mm-hmm. people are listening fight or looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. or right. You have some sort of feedback, but when you're just being ignored and you're not getting responses and people aren't reading your stuff mm-hmm. and you know yeah mm-hmm. um that to me is like when that's the darkest night yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i start to feel like i don't exist mm-hmm. you know yeah. like you're like sort of you know like making your own i always talk about my sister when she was young she um she she decided she announced one day that she was a pig, mm-hmm. but she w- she was really into business, so she mm. got a briefcase. So she would wear this like pig costume mm-hmm. and carry this briefcase around, and she would do her work. She would like take these oh, papers yeah. out and like, you know, like she couldn't write though, so she's just mm. like scribbling on papers and walking them around. And like, there's days <laughs> in my life where like no one's responding to my emails and I think, oh my God, I'm a business pig. Like, <laughs> I'm just walking around writing Creating my own work. pieces of paper and like, you know, buy, buy, sell, sell and no, the, to nobody, mm-hmm. you know? And, right. Yeah. But, but, but the thing is that I feel like those are things that, that will happen in the industry. I think after when I was acting, a lot of that happened. You yeah. know what I mean? There was a lot of no responses. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The, the, there was a lot of... Uh, uh, rejections or nothing at all, you mm-hmm. know, and I think a lot of that, I mean, and it happens, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You're actually um, in a better off position, I would say, than actors because you're actually in a space to create. Mm-hmm. It's it's the more difficult when you have, well, for me, when I was an actor and I had zero responses 
or rejections, and I couldn't create anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're waiting yeah. to be you're waiting given an opportunity. To be given an opportunity. Next time, to and be granted, rejected yes, for. <laughs> you are, you, we are waiting to be given opportunities, but we, we can always continue to work mm-hmm. and create more stuff. Well, the flip side of that, though, mm-hmm. is um, at least that's rejection. It does dead end. Yeah. Then when you elevate to like writing director, mm-hmm. being a writer, director, actor, that rejection becomes personal so no, in oh, a way yeah. that it didn't before. Like literally as an actor, and that is a tough fucking job. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how people do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can walk in and they'll be like, I don't like that your eyes are too wide set mm-hmm. or your ears are too high yeah. or I don't like the way that shirt fits you rejected. Mm-hmm. Right? right? It can be just like the way you yeah. look that yeah. day when you walk in the door. Or I'm hungry. Where are the almonds? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, get out. <laughs> this guy's done. This guy's done. This <laughs> fucking diva. Yeah. But then like you become a writer and I've gotten like, you get notes sometimes where you're like, this is like, it's it's encased in like a passive aggressiveness, but mm. it's clearly an attack on you and your craft. Mm. And the thing about being like a writer or director is the best stuff comes from a personal place. Yes. And so when that, when you get those rejections, it's mm-hmm. that much harder because it feels personal, even when maybe it's not, mm-hmm. right? When maybe it's not, mm-hmm. but it's just like somebody giving you notes on something. Mm. Um, but it just feels more personal because you're like, fuck, I gave my all on that. It's not good right. enough. God <laughs> damn it. But I mean, like, so, are, there, are, are the notes more like notes on the content or the form? Like, is it more about like... Uh, I think it's both. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think where I really chafe personally is when um a character's like motivation is attacked because mm. it'll be like i don't see that happening i'm like but it literally happened to me and mm. i know that like yeah. i made the de- decision yeah. <laughs> and like i know other people who've done this yeah. so don't tell me that you don't believe this right. you know mm. um but th- i mean i actually like those those motivate me even more it just makes me know that that place isn't for me mm-hmm. because they're never yeah. going to get it <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah. but if you know and i think because i think other uh, work that I've done in the past has actually like uh, reinforced that. Like I, I've done stuff in the past where people are like that never happens. That's unrealistic. That mm-hmm. that's not gonna happen. And then I have people come up to me and they and they would say things like, "Thank you so much for making that. That actually mm-hmm. happened, happened to, to you. me. And you know I'm glad I you know and I really it's connected. Very gratifying. To that. Yeah. So yeah. I think that the you know, show to show the divide of how people sometimes can't see outside of their lives. Right. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Well, and I do think that that is like. Um, that's sort of a symptom of being in LA. There's a certain point where like you get, sometimes you get an executive or somebody who's been here almost a little too long mm-hmm. and they forget. Yes. It's like they want imagination to... the mm. shit they've never seen. And then when you give it to them and you're like, mm-hmm. no, this is real. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. don't think so. Right. I got into a fight with somebody about, um, I had a scene where um, a couple hits a deer in a car and the deer gets stuck in the windshield, which is something I've seen actually multiple times. What happens? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's yeah. really dark. And I got into a fight, and they're like, "People don't. He- How often do people hit deer?" And I was like, "All Every the fucking time. day." You know, like yeah. yeah, and yeah, and you don't need to be in Minnesota. That's like anywhere in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think for me, it's like whenever people have that comment, I just try to think about. Okay, cool. I mean, like, that may not be the place that I'm going to get my work off at, but I do want to specifically focus on my script and how to make that uh, that specific through line with, with that motivation more real so that I can connect to more people. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to necessarily change it. Yeah. Just figure out <laughs> what are those mm-hmm. things to make it. Kind of want to figure out how to fleece the reader a little right. bit. <laughs> exactly. But not change oh, it. Oh, this is different. Yeah. Right. I was literally talking to somebody the other day when I was talking about this like terrible note that I'd gotten and like and then suggestions on top of it. We think it's like this is those no. Are no. Those are the worst. Those no, are the no, worst. No, no, no. And then I was talking to someone they were like, oh yeah, I mean I just turned the same thing in and I highlight and put a bunch of stars on it but I don't change anything right. and then it's fine. And I was like, what? That's a thing you can do? It blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start doing yeah. it. You, you sh- definitely just should. Just star the whole fucking thing. <laughs> right. Highlight all re- all revised. 
took all your notes. Top to bottom. Here you go. Here you go. See if you notice now. I'm pretty sure you're reading it. Yeah. Because you're not. Okay. Um, So, Shade, we have a sort of a scenario that we ask everybody. Okay, cool. Okay, so, you know, in film school Mm -hmm. or perhaps at a panel here in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. you go, you hear a speaker. Usually it's a celebrity or somebody Mm -hmm. like high level and they they almost always start out. No, they say say if you can do anything else, you should. You should do it. Mm -hmm. This is hard. This business is hard. Mm -hmm. They kind of do that thing where they're like, you should walk away if you're not tough enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Like but it's the Marines. Like it's the Marines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking isn't. It's a bunch of like gentle artists yeah, just being like, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the right. problem is it divides the audience into two kinds of people. There's A, the people who think, well, fuck, I can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to stay here. Or B, the you don't know me. <laughs> exception to the rule. The exception They're to the rule. I'm going to make it. <laughs> so which one are you, A or B? Um... You don't know me. I'm the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's it's a healthy place to be. Yeah, that's actually the better place to be, I think. Yeah. I've always been the one who says, like, I'm the exception to the rule. And I, I'm also a very competitive person. Yeah. So I just like to compete against the odds, even when it hurts. Yeah. Like, hardcore. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Because um, there's something about, like, accomplishing those odds and, like, the, uh, the gratitude I guess, well, the, the feeling that I get from that. So, yeah, I'm that type of person. <laughs> I, I love the ownership of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I definitely, I, I definitely own a lot of those things that I think people would consider flaws or being... Um, Egomaniacal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Egomaniacal, exactly. P- the I the def- thing about ego is it is a shield. <laughs> it's like, shields up. <laughs> but, here's, but here's what I don't like, is that sometimes you meet people who pretend that, that they have zero ego at all. Oh, you know, I just, oh, just no. kind of everybody up does. Yeah, no, you did. <laughs> yeah, I, and I became no a major way. director. Yeah. And I'm like... No. I mean, even us, we're here because we believe we can do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like, like, you have to be able to believe you can do it. And there's yeah. so many people running around this town thinking that they just kind of fell into this. And mm-hmm. I really just want to be in the woods somewhere at a cabin. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. What? Oh, you're coming for me, I see. But, okay. <laughs> All right. But that they but 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 that they never it's like you wanted to be here. No, I wouldn't be here's the thing. <laughs> no. Here, 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 here's the thing. No. I am a long way from home, guys. <laughs> right. I am a long way from home. Uh like like if you if you look at me on paper, there is no reason I should be here. Right. You know, and I wouldn't be if I hadn't gunned at it in some way. Right. So it's like I, I get a lot of mileage out of being like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, like I just mm. try real hard. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll be a substitute teacher. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. If, if you if, didn't, there's some part yeah. of you that, right. well, and you know you're talented. And, and you know you're talented. I was like, and you know you're talented. Here's what I feel I need. I need validation like twice a year just to keep me from hiding mm-hmm. in my closet all day, mm-hmm. you know? And then it's like, okay, all right, I'm doing all you right. Know, I don't even know. Some validation does, like, I do need validation, but it's almost like I need two really, really dark deep depressions where like i'm almost not going to get up for that's normally when i like tank out that bad is almost always right before i get like hooked into a project that i like 
lose but, my mind over and get really excited and then mm-hmm. like and then it takes off yeah, <laughs> yeah and then go do that but it's like it, you know there's times in my life where i'm like should i just like maybe drink for a month and hope that i bottom up <laughs> because i need to get on something right about now i really need the <laughs> high my follows. Yeah, yeah. i really need the high yeah. i need to cry for a couple of days so i can you know get those levels up and like yeah. and reset the balance yeah. right yeah. <laughs> so we have a, a new segment Mm-hmm. It's called Dream versus Reality. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sarah Jean, would we you explain? Talked, we kind of talked did. a little bit about this, but the idea of like what your dream version of your job is versus what you're actually doing. Okay. So, and how far the gulf is. Mm. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little specifically more about the dream? Because we know your reality. Like what kind of director? What would you be doing? How much per year? Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say it here. Put it in the universe. A lot of people normally don't like my dreams. They find them to be a lot. <laughs> but, but they're dreams, But guys. that's why they're dreams. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. My dream would be pretty much to have like kind of like a career like Kubrick mm. where oh. I have like my own place somewhere where I sit around and I like create my ideas and stuff. And every... At my own leisure, when I feel that my film should come out, mm-hmm. it's done. You release it when you're ready. And they really, yes, exactly. I release it when I'm ready. You're not exactly. at the behest of anyone. You want total autonomy. I want ex- total autonomy. Yeah. Like, <sighs> people don't know, like, as a director, that's what I mean, I want. I want that completely. I want to be in complete control of my work. Um, and how it comes out, even like how the posters design yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Even now, when I'm working as a director, people are like, oh, you edit your own work as a, as a, as a, music video director I'm like yeah I mean like yes I would like to have an editor but also at the same time having control over my work is easier too yeah Yeah. exactly so I would I would be I would have something like that as a director and then um honestly like um, multiple houses you know yeah I would like multiple houses you went really yeah well okay here's the thing I don't want big houses because I don't want to have to deal with you you want multiple cabins I want multiple flats and cabins all right all right like like, I want a flat in Paris I want like (laughs) my tiny house here I want a cabin Mm -hmm. Uh I do want a cabin because where am I gonna weave obviously and a place to put your loom yeah exactly I completely agree like for me it's I I, um me and Lou we go on Sotheby's Realty Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my God, I'm a Zillow person. I I, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so we'd yes. go out there, and I'd literally say, "Oh, cool," because you know I really want a, a really nice brownstone in New York, Ooh, off Central yeah, Park yeah, West yeah. or East. So we'd Someday. look through there, yeah, <laughs> and we'd be like, "Hmm, seven million. That's not that much. I think I can afford that at some point." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> I am close. <laughs> so that you know what I mean. And my friends always, um, they mainly know that um, we have this thing me and Lou where we talk about my dreams of having sex windows what are sex windows what is sex that sex windows is it like is high like windows that people look in high gigantic windows <gasps> where you oh. can literally just have sex in front of people here I'm gonna and say this everybody's staring though. up looking at your fabulous life like technically <laughs> technically any window can be a sex window, any window can be a sex window. <laughs> I think the difference is it's like is it a sad sex window or like an yeah, awesome no, sex window I think it has window. to be high so a lot of people have to see it yeah. right yeah, no, it, it, it has big? to be high but it has to be huge it's not like you mm-hmm. know the window of what's her name in um in Handmaid's Tale where she's oh, like, no, no, no. no. It's not a and you'd have to really frame oh, yourself Lord up too yeah, Lord like, no yeah. oh god no. it has to be huge in glass you know what I mean yeah I need to be able to wear like 
a huge fur coat. It's a show. Right. <laughs> a Finish glass of wine. <laughs> and I walk over the window and I look over at the people. Kind of like how oh. Blue Ivy looks over the people from her balcony. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I love that. She's the best baby. That's yeah. <laughs> so I want to look. Oh, the peasants. Yeah. And they're like looking up. Oh, this dude is half naked. Yeah. Um, and is I'm he like, wearing a fur coat <laughs> and holding a goblet of Chablis? And nothing yes. else? Yes. <laughs> oh, exactly. my God. And, the, you know, I see my life like that, you know, and um, kind of, I mean, like, well, that, that that's my dream. That's yeah. your dream. You know, that's definitely my dream. That's a good dream. What <laughs> is your reality day to day? Yeah. How big is that window? Yeah. <laughs> The reality day today, I'm missing uh, the autonomy and career, uh-huh. and I'm just missing the apartment. Yeah. So you yeah. have very small windows in your current yeah, apartment. It's not the right Very small windows. Cut um, off they, above the waist. Yeah, oh, jeez. And they're on the first floor. Yeah. So Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so much nope. a show as an invitation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Those are just kind of sad or windows. Just possibly yeah, yes. like a sexual offense. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's just how you get arrested. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's um, that's the reality of it all. So I think in my head, I'm constantly pushing to get this kind mm-hmm. of apartment. Oh, nice. Um, I get, get that. Yeah. I have a thing for like, I have a thing for na- not necessarily sex windows, but natural light for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I really do. That's not the same thing. <laughs> I mean, to each his own, really. I mean, look, I used to, when I was in New York, I used to walk past um, these brownstones off Central Park West. And oh, they're they so beautiful. These, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And they insane. had these huge windows. And yeah. I look inside and I saw like some old dude and he's going through his library. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I need this. In his <laughs> like, fucking wood paneled right? office. Yeah. And I want this huge window so I can show off and say, yes, I have a library in my house. <laughs> but act like you're not in your library. Right. It's just every day. Yeah. Yes. I was in um, Rome at this, like, the, it was called I Love Rome mm-hmm. Hotel, or Love Rome Hotel. Mm. It was the dodgiest motherfucking <laughs> hotel I've ever been in. Like, there weren't towels. There was just, you each got a, um, like, a washcloth. Yes. Just go to town. But out my window, I had just clear view into the, like, Rome apartment across the street. <laughs> I love it. I didn't want to go anywhere. Oh, I yeah. was just fascinated. There was yeah. this like languid Italian man who would like smoke out on his balcony and read and drink like espresso and just like everything about it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I could walk around and find something to eat or I could continue to watch. Like, like, <laughs> Can you like, watch the real TV? Like, watch the real show. <laughs> yeah. And being me that I like to put on shows, I'd be the person across. From yeah. The show. yeah. yeah. He knew. He knew. That guy knew. He knew it. Yeah. He was showing he up. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to do something else that day, but he was like, it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> She's watching. Is she watching? She's watching. She's watching. You know what? I'm not going to wear a shirt. <laughs> no. Why would I? Why well, don't I need a shirt? It's a warm day. Let me just stretch out so I'm languid. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> war stories. Oh, yeah. We need your Hollywood war story. Doesn't have to be Hollywood. Industry war Industry story. Industry war story. And you don't have to name names. So, basically, it's a horror show. Like, what's, <laughs> what's your worst Hollywood story? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um... Oh. It's gonna be weird to not. <laughs> give out. All right, so I um I shot a I shot a music video one time that was literally we had to put the music video up in a matter of two days. 
Oh. And um, another turnaround. Another grab the receptionist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he shoots videos. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but the budget was huge, and we were renting out this huge mansion in um in uh, in Beverly Hills. And so like uh, it was, we had zero time to get permits. we in Beverly oh, no. Hills. Oh <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Like it, at that it point, was, you're just paying the tickets. You know, you <laughs> at that point, you're almost yeah. shooting on an iPhone. It's yeah. just like, just get there. It literally felt like a film school shoot. It was just so like fast and like all these models and all these people running around and stuff like that. And it was just, um, it was a very difficult shoot, you know, <laughs> to say the least. Um, they ended up turning off the lights on us when we were trying to exit. We ended, actually ended up leaving early, having to pay more money for the location. I mean, we not leave early, leave late, pay more money for the location um, than we wanted to pay. Um, it was um, completely cold and dark and damp the whole time up there in Beverly Hills. Like it was, it was, it was. Ridiculous. Yeah, Beverly Hills is gross. Yeah, it was. Uh, can you boil it down to like one thing that almost made you explode? It's like, I'm always waiting for the one thing. It's like, and there were no red vines. You know what I mean? Like the one thing that you were just like, this is it. This is, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Um, the artist I was working with at the time said, can we speed the shoot up? I have to go to yoga in the morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that would do it. That Holy would do it. Shit. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like. Like, we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. like, also, I might murder everyone. <laughs> right. uh, and then it was, I had to go to yoga in the morning. And I also want to do my shot downstairs. Although we had already just brought all the equipment upstairs. Oh, to fuck. The uh, <laughs> and so, for no one understands, it's a huge move. Yeah. Right? That oh does not God. make it go faster. And so no, the crew no. was looking at me crazy because the crew was like a crew I'd never worked with before. Mm-hmm. So it was like a group of just angry dudes. Yeah, and angry uh, dudes yeah. love it when you say, let's go back where we just were. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right back there, that builds all kinds of confidence right yeah. and then yeah. and, and then actually things just did start everything popped off at that moment um then uh me and and the artists were almost about to go at it and then also at the same time um there was the ad and the ac went at it because oh. <laughs> oh my god that's like ww yeah and then the ad yeah. was like i can just do your job yeah, you know like you're not that great oh. at it and then oh, it was just fuck. back and forth. And AC almost walked walked off set. The, the AD grabbed the <laughs> grabbed the lens and was trying Started, to oh, oh my cut God. the camera. And I'm like, this is probably the worst <laughs> shoot I've ever run in my life. <laughs> it was it was, like I thought film school shoots were bad, but this was probably pretty bad. Oh um, God! That was probably one of the worst situations. But I mean, like there are tons of other situations, especially when it comes to music video directing. Everybody wants to shoot something for less than 10k oh of course and, and it's gotta be slick as fuck right and it wants to be super slick and their outfits cost like um 5k to yeah you know, mm. for the for all and and they want multiple looks so you're like oh so the budget's done how much are you guys gonna pay yeah. me yeah you know yeah. i mean how much are we gonna spend on lights and camera yeah you know and so um that happens a lot it, i mean like and those can get very 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 annoying because you're prepping all this stuff only for them to end the thing oh it doesn't fit in the budget or and or we don't have it's, it's like well why did i prep all this if you weren't gonna move you know to begin mm-hmm. with yeah so that happens a lot music videos are the people want them cheap and they want them fast you and know what? i just say no shoes yeah wardrobe everybody, <laughs> no everybody does everything barefoot <laughs> save yourself like a couple thousand right there right Hot no. tip. Hot tip. No shoes. Hot tip. No shoes. <laughs> no shoes. You heard it here first in Garbage Town. Hot tip. <laughs> you know, no we're shoes. just going to shoot you I from believe. the waist up. No By shoes. By the way, last last hot tip for me was compression socks. <laughs> <laughs> Take so, care of your feet, people. Take yeah. care of your feet. Wait, wait, wait. Why yeah. compression socks? Dude, on set, they're the best. 
Well, okay, you probably don't have this problem, but as a, a pasty-ass white lady, um, <laughs> varicose veins, spider oh, veins, just yeah, standing yeah. on set all day. Got it. So years ago, somebody had told me compression socks that nurses wear. Game changer. Yeah. So my, now you know. My mom's always kind of recommended them, but not... I guess she wears them to work all the time, but... Shade's mom, she knows. Yeah, yeah she I guess knows. I never tell her that. Yeah. I, never, I never really talk about standing too much although i am yeah. doing that a lot so you should go home you should call your mom mm-hmm. and just be like compression socks, socks. you were right yeah. yeah you're right i'm gonna do that all these years Speaking right of which, <laughs> do you have any hot tips <laughs> yeah what's your hot tip hmm hot tips you said that dirty yeah <laughs> hot, tips. hot tips it's uh it is perfectly fine to say no and fuck off. Yes. <laughs> oh, those are some good tips. I That's mean, for me, tip. it's like um, it's following my intuition and saying no. And you really got to be like yeah. in tune with your intuition and know what that, you know, like no uh-huh. one is speaking to you and saying no. Yeah. Most times it's always right. <laughs> and I've always been like, no, you know, like, you know, like, let me not follow my intuition. Let me go yeah. uh, with what everybody else is trying to say, like, can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I find out, no, I, I knew to say no from the get-go. Yeah, this yeah. and I should have just stuck with my guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even right now, I'm, I'm dealing with certain artists, like, that are still trying to call me and get me to do stuff, and I just don't no. respond. I'm like, because I know from my intuition, it's, it's going to be Bad news. No. You know, when you're not coming to me with a budget, No. <laughs> that's uh, that the um quest for no is but actually my personal quest from last year that i have to continue this year which yeah. is just me telling people no on like notes right mm-hmm. or no on like free projects right. or shitty projects right. that i don't want to do exactly and it's so hard because mm-hmm. here's my thing too is like for 15 years being freelance mm-hmm. i get scared that i get scared i'll never work again or like this I'll is or get. this this if i pass this offer that i'm fucked up later because mm-hmm. that was going to lead to something and so i'm yeah. so afraid to say no on so many levels mm-hmm. so i'm personally working at it yeah. so thank you for your hot tip yeah, yeah no because i feel like i'm actually i found myself to be better um happier when you say no. Well, yeah. And nobody's, ca- I'd rather, I, I rather nobody call me for projects and people having me do shitty projects. I yeah. Mm-hmm. It literally and kills. You wrapped up, <laughs> get wrapped up in that shit. <laughs> right. And then and they re- tell their shitty friends who offer you more shitty who, projects. Exactly. And yeah. then I'm like, I don't actually don't want to work in this industry anymore. Shitty yeah. projects will, will kill my spirit. Yeah. But not getting projects. Meh, I can do. I'll go home and I'll write my own shit and hopefully yeah. and see if somebody will pick up the next thing that I wrote. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, doing really bad projects is not the way to go. See, I think because uh, it was so hard for so long, I tie that to mm-hmm. saying yes to making a living versus being creatively successful. Mm-hmm. And those are two different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Very it's two hard. Things, it's really yeah. hard, especially when you're young to say no to stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. As you get older, it just gets ingrained. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't want to fucking do that. Right. Yeah, no. Exactly. Exactly. Or I can't do that right now. You know what? Um, speaking of, we've got an, a new segment called Red Flags. We like to help people find jobs. We like to help people find some jobs. Now, you can feel free to say no to these. Okay. But we did scour Craigslist for the best of what's out there right now. Mm-hmm. And in a gig economy, we think we found a couple of great lucrative craigslist offers for you okay um sarah jean you want to go first <laughs> oh yes this one i think actually uh, as an influencer i think you're really gonna want to jump on this in part-time model i think yeah. you're gonna like this one. you're this really one. gonna like this so male model period tall man green bt at fundamentals brunch that's the headline <laughs> <laughs> that's the headline 
<laughs> now it's, it's a little bit coded. But... Feels like a missed connection, but we feel that you could fill in the gap here. This could be a lucrative position. How much? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if yeah, you qualify. Yeah, yeah you, we yeah. haven't even forwarded your credentials yeah. yet, but so. we will. <laughs> Tall man, thirties, green oh. tea. Your tea is not green. Bearded. <laughs> you are not. Could you grow a, little a bit? Bit. Yeah, little yeah, scruff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Red beard, darker hair. I don't, oh, Could you get like a poetry. red beard? You I, are I an can, actor. I can dye mm-hmm. it red. All yes. right. I always, want to, I always want to do that. This might be a good yeah. fit. Six, six three tall. Mm. At bar today. No. Okay. No. <laughs> 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 at bar today during brunch for model, for pay. Successful biz to hire the face of the project. You left around 1 p.m. Call us, please. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what he's saying is this this coding it because there's probably a lot of celebrities. Yeah. Really like under this veiled response here. Yeah. Um, But it seems like a very lucrative offer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very lucrative. I mean, face of product. Do you want us to put that one on the side or? I'm I'm not six three. All right, well we've got some know. other. Everything ones here. else, those. Yeah. Okay, all right. It's pretty dead on. Um, mm-hmm. this next one, this might ha- you might have to tap into your connections with Will. I am. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The headline for this is CEO looking for co-signer with good credit will pay cash on spot. Cash. Cash. Mm. And what I like is it's just a picture of fancy cars. Yes. <laughs> so that's how you know. But what are they looking for? You know what? That's what I'm calling a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and red flag this job up. <laughs> Hello, I am owner of tech firm in Los Angeles as well as exotic car rental company. Exotic car. Looking for co-signer for car. I'm offering $600. Oh, no? <laughs> no? Uh-uh. This is a pass? No. Interesting. Pass. Co-signer? This is saying he make well over six figures a year. Just saying. So I why does he need a co-signer? What um, kind of drug dealer is this? <laughs> uh, you know, all right, all right. Well, um, <laughs> potential to make $1,200 right now. It sounds like a way to get in, uh, to get caught up in a high-class prostitution ring. I'm not I saying that wouldn't right. be fun. <laughs> There's a good story in that. Yeah. Now, this one was definitely the gem that we thought you were perfect for. Uh, you might need a partner, though. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of red flags in this. <laughs> a lot of red flags. I looked at the title and I thought, That's, this can't fucking be. The title is Couples Podcast with Dennis Rodman, Irvine, California. Ooh. Go on. Are you intrigued? Okay. I'm intrigued. Looking for a couple to be guest on Dennis Rodman's upcoming podcast. Dennis will be the couples therapist. Just think about that for Just a minute. Just think about all, I mean, he's done, what is it? He's, you know, he's North a man Korea, of the world. He's a man of the world. International diplomacy. It's, it's like a great way to go viral. It does. Uh. Looking for an answer to your relationship on a filmed podcast called On the Rebound. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Now I'm gonna go ahead and s- submit you for this because it says the only things that are required is you need a, you know relationship issues. You live near Irvine, but your ability to speak in a podcast setting, which you're doing right now, yes. oh, totally qualified. Yes. So you yes. are you're an excellent fit for what they're looking for. I just need a partner. Yeah. You just need a partner. You just need to find yeah. somebody. Right. I think you fake it to make it, Shade. Right. Uh, nobody ever talks about this dating in LA. In the production community. Don't. Thoughts? Don't. Don't. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Say no. No. <laughs> and every day I question it. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Just don't you go. Yeah. Well, I think for Another me. Another hot tip. Hot tip. <laughs> do not date here. 
Because then inevitably you'll be in bed and it'll be like, that was good. Do you want to read my script? <laughs> oh. I, I find that um, whenever I'm dating, people tend to get really annoyed by my lifestyle. Because mm. uh, <laughs> you're jetting off to Irvine to do a Dennis Robin <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Right, I'm, I'm doing couples therapy doing with couples, Ross, yeah. right. on the Every, rebound. Everything is always around a celebrity, and I, like, I can't take this. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. This is too much glamour. This is too much glamour. Yeah. I can't. But yeah, no, I I, um, I travel a lot. Um, I like to travel to a lot of fancy places. If whoever I'm dating can't come, people tend you know they tend to get very annoyed. They get weird. Uh, I yeah. feel sad. Yeah, and like left out. I can yeah, see that. You know, yeah. and you know, I generally never notice that left outness because you're having too much fun. <laughs> yes. no, no. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes I don't think it's. I mean, like sometimes you might love your significant other. But they don't get along with everybody, so you can't take them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, um, and I like, I, I feel like I'm normally more of a chameleon-like personality. Mm-hmm. I can get along with most groups, or at least yeah. the groups that I'm friends with. Um, and so I don't necessarily, I think it's very difficult to have to bring that significant other around to very different places. So I, I don't, uh, I'm, unless you're dealing with somebody that is, for me, a uh, social butterfly and love, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's very difficult. Extroverted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dating in the industry or dating within production is kind of hard. Unless, you know, they're Rihanna. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we did not see a personal ad for her, unfortunately, on Craigslist. But I will keep, keep my out. eye yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything can happen. It's garbage town. It's Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, on that note, do you have anything else? I just wanted to say, Shada, you gave me one of my most memorable film school moments. Oh, what is it? What? Well, uh, when we shot your film, uh, The Resort in Tobago, <laughs> I, uh, I came out of retirement to do art department, <laughs> and uh, the script called for a lot of sex toys, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't I wasn't feeling confident I could find them on the island. So I Super. traveled internationally with a suitcase full yes. of dildos yes. and vibrators. <laughs> and uh, to this day, it's it's sort of a badge of pride I wear. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you for that. Thank yeah. you for that. Worth so, it. Thank you so much for participating in that one. Um, <laughs> it's really uh, helped to move me forward in my career. Mm-hmm. Now I'm shooting a lot more naked people in music videos. Excellent. Great. Um, so it really paid off. Yes, it definitely very it p- paid off. And now I'm actually, um, the other night after sitting down smoking a blunt and just like <laughs> um, thinking about my life, I wanted to go into... Um, at some point, one day, you might actually find a high art porn that I create. Oh. And, um, yeah. I was just imagining all this stuff. And, you know, it's kind of weird, but I think mm-hmm. it's right up my alley. Is the window involved? Uh, pos- yes. I love windows. <laughs> well, <laughs> looks like you've got an art department. <laughs> I will come out of retirement for you. <laughs> windows, colored, uh, colored lights. 
you know. Get going uh, on this, Sergi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silk sugar, sugar and shadows. Yeah. You know, oh. um, sensuality. <laughs> sensuality. Did you say silk sugar and shadows? Yeah. yeah. That's actually <gasps> my, my second year of film. Yeah. Oh. It had the shiniest sheets I've ever seen. <laughs> they glistened. Oh. <laughs> I learned a lot from that experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah. Like I say, like nowadays in my career, everybody wants shiny things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I. It all comes yeah. full circle. Yeah. I yeah. saved a coach that day. Yeah, you did. I did my job. You're I'm not saying I'm a hero. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of. But kind of. You well, know, Sean, I hope I wasn't too positive. No. Uh, <laughs> you were excellent. Yeah. You were excellent. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, no, for thank coming. you all. Yeah. I always enjoy to see you, man. Always. Yeah. Definitely. This is Garbage Town.